Welcome to Northwest Arkansas Investing Podcast, episode 26. We're thankful to have you guys. Hope you enjoyed episode 25. We are now pumping towards episode, our next uh, milestone is uh, episode 50. So we're excited to have you guys. We got some great guests coming uh, down the pipeline. So stay with us. Uh, we love you guys. So today, kind of our overview uh, for this episode is going to be, I really want to talk about the public's perspective on real estate and how like perspective is reality. And so how the public sees real estate is their reality and how we see real estate is our reality. Um, and we also want to pair that with like how we are personally finding deals for our clients and where and how to find these deals. So um, Isaac, do you have any insight on like your i guess a double per- perspective like yeah and perception your perception of how the public perceives real estate i yeah. think that's how i think yeah. that was the correct wording that's perfect yeah crushed it um yeah man it's actually crazy i got in a twitter fight with somebody <laughs> like six months ago about real estate prices and yeah because they were talking about there was a huge max mass exodus from like scottsdale like with Airbnbs. Wow. And, I could have uh, seen that coming. Yeah. Shocker. Right? <laughs> and so everybody on Twitter was, there was a huge uproar and they were like, real estate market's crashing. Look at everything for sale in Arizona. Oh. And, uh, and I got in a fight with this guy named, uh, it was one of those fake accounts, Darth Powell, Darth Powell, two yeah. followers. I had to, uh, I had to block him cause he wouldn't stop tweeting at me. But, um, he was basically like, I responded something like show anywhere else except for Arizona and just like they just started throwing jabs at me about how the real estate market's crashing down and everybody and people were he was getting way more engagement with people being like yes this people don't understand affordability like fast forward six or seven months I don't even know if his Twitter account still exists yeah and like I think there's a bit of a bit of an acceptance kind of happening like hey maybe this is the new normal maybe we should like get back into it Mm-hmm. where the, I feel like there was a bunch of fear um, about like six months ago. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, now that everything slowed down, I mean, the GDP data came out um, on the 25th, gross domestic product. Mm-hmm. It's the sum of all products and services in a country for a given year. Yep. Um, we had an increase in GDP. We had a decrease in inflation stocks are at an all-time high like realistically the economy is doing a fantastic oh joe byron and joe byron <laughs> and, and so like on everything on paper the economy is doing fantastic and i think people are like man maybe the fed's gonna actually nail this soft landing yeah it's crazy because i was i would have been the first hater on that but it's kind of mm-hmm. looking pretty good mm-hmm. and i think people are not going thank you and i think people are finally kind of accepting yeah okay hey this is normal I, I I agree with that, um, Brandon. Your perception on the public's perception. Yeah, I think the real estate market. I think we saw something similar last year, before the year started, and all these, you know, folks were predicting like Zillow, Redfin, all of them were predicting like prices would be down three, four, five percent mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three. Well, prices were three, four, five percent up in twenty three. Twenty three. I need to go look at the math, but they were up. You know outpacing inflation yeah um this year i'm just looking at the numbers right now zillow and redfin both predicting it to be down 0.5 to one percent home prices across the country um i think those those outlets are probably leading a lot of the perception out there for consumers 
Um, so, I mean, I think maybe causing some excitement for some and maybe some just don't really care if you're an investor because yeah. you're like, it's just kind of noise. Um, but anyway, I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see, I don't know how they're coming up with this. My initial thought on that is positive. Like yeah. if they're estimating it's only going to go down a percent. Yeah. Like, that's great. Shoot. Right. I can weather that storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. So, and I think, you know, a lot of that is going to be affected by, and I, you know, something interesting too, Robert Kiyosaki was talking about, there was going to be a great crash of Airbnb, like a bait, a great real estate crash because of Airbnb. But like mm-hmm. how much is, can Airbnb he's, actually crash? He's also a psychopath. Yeah. He's, I love him to death. He had, <laughs> great book. he had a crazy one recently about, uh, dude, I, I'm $1.2 billion in debt. Try to, try to, uh, default me or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going down with me. me. You're yeah. going out of business. He's crazy dude. <laughs> you get so much debt. Yeah. It's like, okay. He's, he's yeah. He hit, he hit a corner the other day. I used to, I still like him. Rich Dad Poor Dad's a phenomenal book. Yeah. He, used to, he got on Twitter or something and was going crazy. Yeah. And like, I will, the less cash I can have, the better. Debt is money. Come, like, figure it out. Get in debt as much debt as possible. And I'm like, dude, did, did somebody pay you to say yeah, that? Yeah, like, yeah. What? I think <laughs> it's probably get some marketing play to try to oh, get it. Oh, got to be. He's selling to get in like six months. Exactly. Here. Yeah, this so, is. I endorsed think, by George Soros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think uh, you know, that being said, I don't see there being, I don't think anybody is expecting houses to, to crash and there's just, the, the formula is not there for it. And yeah. it's also an election year. So we got to think about that and it's the true. fact that they're just going to try to mitigate any bad things happening mm-hmm. until then. Once yeah. it happens and they're going to try to probably crash yeah, everything. They're probably going to crash everything. No yeah. Happens. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild year once we get to the back half. I, uh, I agree with both. I, I, I want to come at it from a little different perspective of my perception of the public's perspective on real estate. And I think as a whole, so the people listening to this podcast are going to be in the, the higher percentile of people that understand real estate, mm-hmm. but as a whole for the public, like, I think they, the public has a very poor grasp on like how real estate operates. Um, I, there, people just do not understand real, like what isn't it like your average person, like interest rate, like they've heard it a bunch. They couldn't really even tell you a couple sentences about it. Um, people like even let's just say, let's just get petty a little bit. Like people don't even know how most people don't even know how I get paid as a real estate agent, like how that even works, which is why like, there's a lot of like, Oh, I just used my brother-in-law or I just went straight to the listing agent. It's like, do you know that I, you just stiff me of $10,000 because you don't understand like how the world operates. Yeah. And it's like, and you don't even have to pay for me. And so like, I mean, a little salty just based off past experiences, but like, I just, I personally feel and very highly that the public has a very poor grasp on like how real estate operates. Why should I buy real estate? Um, I think they have a very scared perspective of why, you know, why should I buy real estate when I'd have to manage a property? It's like, do you, you know, I, I hate to be like very forward, like very blunt about it but the public is just so undereducated when it comes to real estate and maybe it's a lack of our education system because like i didn't know anything about real estate until i started diving into it and some people won't unless they ever dive into it and so like it's it's kind of saddening to see like your average if i picked up your average off the street and i was like 
you know, start talking to them about real estate, it would be all new vocab words they'd never heard. Yeah. It would be all new perspectives. They'd be like, oh, I, I, you know, I was just scared to manage a tenant. That's why I don't buy real estate. It's like, do you know the reward of managing that tenant and the headaches? Like a life of financial freedom. Do you want to work this job for 55 more years and then retire with, you know, a couple thousand bucks a month to live off of? Like, no, that's not the life I want to live here on earth. Like, so my perspective is the public has a very poor outlook on what real estate is, how it operates. They're very fearful. I think a lot of people operate in the public out of fear and not out of um, a place of knowledge. They make very scared decisions. And um, if you're informed, it's, it's less scary. You actually start seeing that the it is more risky for you not to make the purchase in real estate for you than you to to. Uh, keep that money in your bank account. So I think a lot of people are unknowingly putting themselves more at risk by just saving their money and putting it back. Yeah. I, I read a book. Um, well, I read a couple chapters of a book. I'm still in the middle of it. It's called The Psychology of Money. Mm-hmm. And um, it talks about... Sounds good. I'm going to write that uh, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far, it's pretty good. Um, it's more of like a financial planning thing. but mm-hmm. um, And I don't remember if it's from that book or a textbook I read, but it talks about like people are super weird with their money and they think that things events that happen will happen again. Mm-hmm. They, they think everything's correlated. And so they're sitting there looking at real estate and the only time they've ever heard about real estate aside from right now is 2008. Mm-hmm. And so they immediately think that's, that's about to happen. Like, Oh, well the market's cyclical. It's just going to do that again. I'll wait for that. It's like, well, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Like it's just a thing that happens. I also think it's very, people don't understand what like a free market is or an open market is. And they think that houses are just priced at like this number and, uh, the owner has no say, like, yeah, they think it's like, well, they just need to bring housing prices down. It's like, well, it's actually a competition based. Go out there and make it happen. Like you're competing with the other houses on the street for the highest price because unbeknownst to you, the seller doesn't want to sell it for a low price. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like any other business. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of, it's another reason. I mean, I, I taught at a high school. I taught financial literacy for a couple years and I wish, I hope that people are still doing it, but like just learning basic, like supply and demand Mm -hmm. economics takes you so far in life Mm -hmm. to like understanding how stuff works. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a huge one. No, yeah. Knowledge is knowledge is power, and the lack of knowledge for like how the world runs is astounding. Um, and that's why the top one percent is going to keep on being the top one percent because the other you know ninety something percent isn't going to take the time to learn. Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, I had a guy call for one of my listings, um, and he said, or he's texting me. He said, uh, "Well, I saw that your seller paid three hundred fifty thousand in twenty nineteen, so." I mean, he'd probably take 450000 right? And I sent him a screenshot of what $350,000 is in today's dollars with five years of inflation, and yeah. it was 430000 Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Like, I don't think he's going to take a 20% of 
appreciation. But yeah, exactly. Thanks, though, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah. I, I hate when rationale, it's like, well, back in 1936, he bought this for $56,000. And so he's probably got that. He's got that paid off for sure. You know, he's profiting. You know, I know he's asking a million, but if he, if I gave him 400, that'd be $400,000 of profit he, he would be so in his pocket. He'd be so happy. Yeah. I'm like, he's what second grade math are we doing right now? Yeah. Like, holy mother. Man. Yeah. He'd probably be happy. Yeah. I think thinking back to like markets being cyclical and like perception of it, uh, you know, we we could go through our whole lives and, and maybe never have another crash like the 08 crash again. Like yeah. that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And the reality is, was that the supply was in an absolute absurd amount and demand was there and there were bad practices going on in the mortgage business and mm-hmm. your dog could get a mortgage in 08. And so- Yeah, literally. Um, and so, but like me, me growing up, I'm like basically any of the years following until probably, you know, I started to, re- to recognize real estate, any of the years following, I was like, dude, why would you buy real estate? Like, it's like, it's such a risky thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is just when you understand, you know, what, like how, how these things happen, it could never happen again where we have a huge crash, um, because of the, like the way regulations were put in place for, for the mortgage business, the way that economy yeah. is, I mean, I it's think it's, just, it's much more likely it's something else than real estate. Yeah, because eventually we're going to have some sort of major economic problem. Yeah, yeah. But sure. I think the likelihood of it being a re- something that's already happened is so low because of regulations and because we're so much better at identifying things like that. Yeah, I I, I, I thought it was going to be the used car mart for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of that leveled off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know all about that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> there are, there's, I mean, but the reality is like, there's a lot of, uh, still a lot of demand for it. There's a lot of people migrating to the States. Yeah. Maybe legally, maybe not legally. Like, <laughs> who's to say? Like <laughs> our populations are growing. Good areas like Northwest Arkansas are continuing to People to grow. need places to sleep, whether they came here legally or not. And yeah. That that a part of it. That's a uh, that was gonna be my po- point. Is the world population continues to increase and everyone needs a place to live. Yeah. And so like those basic foundational things say that prices over the next thirty years will continue to go up. Yeah. And so like it real estate's a safe bet. You know, even if you feel like you're getting a late jump, whatever you know, whatever you're feeling like, oh, I didn't get started early enough, so I'm just gonna give up. It's like it's like. I mean, that's like never entering the race. Like, wh- why won't you get in the race? Um, so I-, I would encourage you if you're sitting on the sidelines going, ah, oh, getting in too late. I'm doing, you know, I-, I didn't do this right. Didn't do that right. It's like, if some butts or candies and nuts, like mm-hmm. go ahead and jump in, do yeah. it. I mean, you'll, you'll be in a better position because you did. Yeah. yeah. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. Let's yeah. transition into uh, where we're finding deals. You know, we just said all that and it was a little bit of doom and gloom a little bit not much um where we're finding because we are finding deals where are we finding deals and how are we finding them brandon do you want to start us off with like where you're seeing potential opportunities in the market maybe what asset class or what type of uh what type of housing you're seeing opportunities in yeah i think i think uh small multifamily continue there's continuing to be a lot of opportunity there mm-hmm. um maybe more than any i think the mid-size multifamily basically like five units to let's say 40, 50 units is, uh, you know, there's been a lot of action on those, especially in Northwest Arkansas in the past, you know, few years. And so, uh, so for like, 
guys like us or, or some of the, the smaller cats out there, or even cats that are just trying to get started, um, those two to four units is, I think, still a great opportunity because there's so, so many mom and pop owners, um, so many like mismanaged or undermanaged yep. uh, units there that just have been like they'll just throw it up on Zillow and and uh, try to fill it for 600 bucks when yep. the rent. Yeah. When market rents are, you know, 800 to 1000 depending on the condition of it. And so I think I think that just poises an opportunity for, you know, if you're chasing after it, which I'm trying to, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm cold calling on it. That's my way of, of marketing to these properties. Um, Zach, I think you, you like you put out that what you're looking for to the public on social media and, and you talk about it. I think that's another great way to find mm. um, and market for properties. And there's a hundred different other ways to yeah. market for properties. But that's in the question was what how are we finding deals we're yeah. we looking for? So yeah, I think I think uh, if you're and, and I've got a couple investors now. I'm going to call them investors, that, but they haven't bought anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like two young guys that like yeah. want to partner together, love the idea of buying rental property. Yeah. Um, and and so I'm trying to set them up on a path of of like chasing after it. And like we've talked about before on previous episodes, we can't be superheroes. And if we find a deal, yeah. we're probably going to buy it. You know, yeah, exactly. Gonna, not necessarily going to pass it along. Um, yeah, catch me after I just bought a few homes and I'll give you the stuff. <laughs> exactly. Maybe if I'm just not in the right position, uh, then I'll cross it the other way. But uh, but the reality is like you've, you've got to find some form or some path to be consistent to market for these properties. Yeah. And uh, and so these guys are going to, they're going to do postcards and they're going to call. And so mm-hmm. that's um, just trying to set them up on, on uh, how to find properties. But I, I think this last point too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's opportunities being done on the MLS. We know we know a few agents in the area mm. uh, that are finding they've bought two deals in the last six months on the MLS. Just being persistent. Cash where I found, that's where I found my flip. Yeah, mm. Zach too. Cash offer. Um, you know, being persistent. The, I remember the first deal they were telling me about. It was on the market for let's just say two hundred. They had or maybe two fifteen. They got it under contract multiple times, and these and these guys had a cash offer with them for like 140 oh. and we're sticking to it and it went under contract twice and with other people and both times it fell through and so they were just tired of going under contract and not closing so yep. they came back to those guys and they bought yep. it for 140 cash almost immediately the same week got it they got it under contract for the after repair value at like 275 <laughs> so they put 60 into it yeah boom right there got the difference uh, and so, anyway, I mean, I think those opportunities are still there. I think they're doing one, another one right now, too. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you just got to be looking. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a testament also to kind of piggybacking off what works is, like, numbers don't lie. So, like, if you just do the numbers, even anything on market, just to get practice, do the numbers, find a number that works. And if it's close, throw it out there and then just wait. Because, like, if yeah. it's not working for – if it's not working for you, it's not working for anybody else. Yeah. So be the first one to throw an offer out there and let it sit for a little bit. Like be the, be the first person don't. to throw an offer out there with one of us. Yeah. yeah we, not by yourself. Not by yourself. Not by yourself. Yeah. And we've been having conversations too with like people that are like, oh, let's just say they've got a duplex. It's worth two seventy five. They're like, hey, we'd take two fifty or whatever mm-hmm. for it. 
But the reality is you and his investor, you couldn't make money on it unless you got it for 180, 190. Yeah. I think something that we've been learning lately, this is a conversation I had with Jared, but having that conversation with the owner, like, hey, you know, I'm an investor and when I buy properties, like I've got to be able to make make a margin here. And so like there's clarity between what your intentions are and then he presents his offer Maybe yes, maybe no. He offers the ability to close fast, close quick, close for sure. Yeah. And uh, and if if not, then hey, we can help you. Uh, in his case, he doesn't. He's got his license, but he doesn't practice necessarily real estate. Yeah. Full time. Yeah. He passes it off to a guy that lists them for him, and uh, and he makes some. He yeah, a little kickback. Deal yeah. That way, and so like. I think if you're an agent, that's a great opportunity to be able to monetize any deal. Maybe you can buy it at a discount and it makes sense as an investor, or you can pass it along and make a referral or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's an interesting point too. When you're marketing to properties um, and you're trying to get them at a discount, which which most of us are if you're an investor, um, then, it, then being able to have that conversation of, Hey, I'm an investor, and here's what I need. This is the only way I can make it work. I'm not not really bending to that. Doing yeah. That with the fourplex I got when before I became an agent, Brandon was my agent, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a fourplex for sale in the 800s, and I just ran the numbers, and we stuck to a number for like three or four months. Yeah. And they finally called, and it was it ended up being a 1031, and they needed to close quickly, and they ended up just we found a number that was. A lot closer to mine than theirs, and uh, just because you stay consistent and then don't compromise your well-being to to get a place, you know, run your numbers, do your due diligence, and it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, you know. That's the truth. I'm so for my flip. Um, I found I I posted about this. Like, I saw like thirty or forty properties like in person before. I was just like, I'm gonna. See, I almost was like, I'm just gonna see how many homes it takes me to see to find one. And for me, it was like thirty or forty, like months and months on end of just like I'm just gonna keep looking. And like I know I was wearing my contractor out too, like because he, I'm paying him to help with the flip and yeah. um, his fee Did is he come with you to the showing. Yeah, he would yeah. come with me to the showings, and that's awesome. Um, he's like, yeah, this look works good. This doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't like this. Yes, I do. Um, and there's some that like he liked and I said, I really, I don't think it's going to sell. Um, and so it, it takes both perspectives of like, he's like, yeah, I can do this. And me going, I know you can do this, but it's not going to sell or like, you know, vice versa. I I'll go, yeah, it'll sell. But he's like, I can't do this. Um, too much work. So, um, I, Personally, I'm seeing a lot of deals like as a whole from like, if you come to me and you're like, hey, I want to buy an investment property, I would immediately take you to a single family search because the multifamily realm is so competitive right now. Like I just got a duplex and it was my first duplex under contract in like eight months, not for lack of trying, but just like it's the first one that made sense in a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was like 500 bucks of cash flow, which was really good. Um, and so... The what I'm seeing is a lot of single families that are like making sense new build wise. Like I almost feel like a lot of my production over the last six months was a lot of new construction, um, and it's because they're they're getting high rents, they're getting really good incentives, good interest rate discounts, uh, especially with Dr. Horton here locally. They're offering some great incentives, like they're giving you a fridge, washer, dryer, ten, fifteen thousand dollars of cat 
uh, uh, flex cash, which means like you can cover your closing costs and use the rest to buy down your rate. And it's like, oh, I get to move into like a fully done product and I don't have to pay closing costs and all this other stuff. So it's like, it's so hard for other construction companies here locally to compete with that when it's like, you know, Deer Horton's like a $44 billion company and they're like, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to flex real quick. And yeah, like yeah. All, all their companies are like, I mean, how can we compete with that? Like, I even noticed some just non-new construction trying to compete with that offering like interest rate buy down. Yeah. And anytime, because DR will announce like they always do something psycho. It's crazy. It was recently 2.99. 2.99 for the first year. Second year, 3.99. And, and third caps at like six. No, the third year is 4.99 locked for 30 years. See, like, yeah. So people. <laughs> insane. Right insane. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I've, saw, I've seen a couple just regular single family homes like putting on their their first picture on the MLS. It's like $10,000 to buy down rate. They'll get you to a seven. They'll get you, yeah, you know. So <laughs> it's so hard to beat those. Yeah. Um, it's like they just spent a hundred million dollars on this interest rate yeah. special. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So no, I've uh, I've I've been looking a lot at kind of the smaller multifamily, um, like Brandon said, and I think there's been it either sells in two seconds because mm. it's a great deal. Yep. Or it sits for six months because the owner is seventy five years old, and is like, I don't care. Like, yeah. this, is, this is my number. This is what I want. I'll take it with them to the grave. Yes. And so um, I think you either got to just kind of throw a number at those guys. But I, I have some in my mind right now that I'm talking about. There's this. There's a bunch of them, not a bunch of them, two or three of them in Farmington that mm-hmm. like one guy just owns and he just like put it on the MLS and they've been for sale for eight months. Yeah. No price reduction, no nothing. And it's like, I could call an offer, but. I got a feeling he's just going to say no. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who knows? I may try. But yeah. What was that quote that Jared Martin used? He said something about consistency is the gosh. Oh, it, shoot. Oh, yeah, but it's in a different notebook. Yeah. So we had Jared Martin on a few uh, weeks ago on our show, and he had this great quote that like I cannot for the life of me remember. But it was along the lines of like persistency or, or consistency is the is like what's keeping you from like your dreams and like if that's what keeping you from your dreams like you're really missing out like it was a long something like that but it like kind of rhymed and i was like dang that's good yeah it, <laughs> it was so good i wrote it down i have no it's in yeah. a book somewhere else it was so good yeah. um but that we're we're ha- and of course transitioning into kind of this last part of like where are we seeing the deals and like how are we finding them I'm finding them by running numbers like 500 times throughout the week and just like seeing I'm always on the MLS looking like, oh, this home looks good. I know the rents in this area. Like I could basically run a rental property analysis in my head for somebody right now. Like I I don't even necessarily need a calculator anymore. Um, Just just running numbers, quick numbers in your head, doing head math, go, hey, is this worth my time? Is it not? Um, Of course, if I'm like, hey, this could be worth my time, then I'm running real numbers. Um, But you know, or, or how we're finding those deals is just if you're listening to this, talk to one of us because that's how you're going to find those deals. Yeah. Like you can look on Zillow all you want and try to do the do it yourself real estate. I mean, hats off to you, but we're we're, we're we don't come at any cost to you. So yeah, if you're a buyer, we're we're a free resource to you. Holler at one of us. Um, I will say, piggybacking off of Zach, analyzing properties, mm. um, just off the top of your head, I was showing one. Um, to a client of mine 
And on the MLS, they had the taxes at $500 a year. And it's an 1,800 square foot house listed for 260. And I was like, That's got to be like way. And so I look it up, and they they bought it back in who knows what when for fifty five thousand dollars. And if you're over, never been reassessed. County, if you're over the age of it's sixty or sixty five, they can't raise your property tax. You get yeah. In. And so I'm like, somebody's going to buy that thinking it cash flows and then it's going to jump up to like yeah. two grand. Watch your property tax. So watch your property taxes, people. Yeah. If you're in also that's a, that's another great, great point. Like if you're running numbers on something and it's cash flowing a hundred bucks and it's a new build and you're basing it off of the lot cost on property tax and then they assess that thing and now your property tax is 4,000 bucks a year. It's like now you're a negative 300 bucks a month. Congratulations. That's where, <laughs> that's where the, the realtor value comes into play here. For sure. So at well, least well, double check the numbers. Uh, and I, even to further go into that, good realtor yeah. value. Like that, that is a thought process Amen. that like just will like blow some realtors' minds. They're like, oh, I never like thought to like even look that in, in depth. That's when like a financial minded realtor and an investing realtor is like overall the best package. We can, if you want a dream home, I'll help you buy your dang dream home. If you want, if you want to downsize, you want to upsize, you're moving places, you need to sell your property out by the lake. Sure, we can do that. I can put a blindfold on and walk backwards and do that. <laughs> but if you want it, but I can also help you look at your financial portfolio and see here's what kind of moves we need to do. You need to sell this, sell this, you need to buy this, buy this. Here's their kind of cash flow on this and this. It's like we, us at this table and, and agents like us provide a value that other agents can't and why not get the full package when, sure. you know, we, I, I can go get you pretty pictures and cost. and walk in with, you know, high heels on and, you know, <laughs> call, call me a realtor. I mean, <laughs> like, well, we're, we're the full package. I mean, we can sell your home. We can help you analyze your financial portfolio. And, of course, not a knock on other realtors that do a really good job of just there, they, there are good ones out there. But there are good, there are good, there. there are good realtors that just sell people's dream home and sell their dream home. And that's completely fine because not everybody can be an investing agent. And I understand that. Um, yeah, if you see Tori Stanley walking with high heels on, you're about to get put through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, she's about to really about to put you, around you. Yes. Yeah, she's about to put you in a headlock. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for tuning in with us. Anyone of you guys got anything else? Okay. We're going to go, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I got to go a few more places to run to, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate all the listening and we love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.